Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Back on a Wednesday, third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Pull up curbside and take advantage of that $8.95 daily lunch. Support our local restaurants. Slade White and 4th Street Bar and Grill are thankful for your support, and we are thankful for their support of the Eagle Hour. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. An interview that we have been waiting for for quite some time and covering uh, Lady Eagle basketball for the last uh, several years. If I had a penny every time that uh, I said the name Shante Hales, I would even though it was a penny, I would still be a rich man and Shante Hales, all five foot six of her, hailing from Quitman, Mississippi, joins us now on the Eagle Hour. Shante, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Now, I'm excellent, and we are very excited to, to talk to you today. Um, people that saw you play, it was pretty obvious that you were five foot six, and it was pretty obvious that you never played like you were five foot six. Now, on the court specifically, did you really think that you were six six, seven six, eight six while you were out there? Oh, most definitely. I thought I was the biggest person out there. Um, I think that's what made me say so much to the crowd that, um, that, I stood out. So you're from uh, Quitman, Mississippi, and you and I were joking about that, the Clark County connection. My mother's from Shibuta. Um, you played, I believe, for Coach Skelton when you were up there. Y'all were what, 3A, 4A? 4A. 4A, and, and you uh, you got to play in the the All-Star game. What was it like being recruited by a, a Division One school out of Quitman, Mississippi, who is, we should say, the home of Antonio McDice of the NBA? Um, it felt real good um, to have um, the D1 schools look at me. Um, actually, I was the first um, player that played at Quitman, female player that had like D1 offers from different schools. And so to know that um, I was drawing in that attention, um, it made me feel really good in high school. Dump, we're glad to have you on the show. Where'd you get the nickname Dump? Uh, my grandma gave it to me uh, when I <laughs> right when I was born. My mom said she gave me the nickname Dump, and ever since then it just stuck. <laughs> Anything your grandma gives you, Shante, is worth keeping the rest of your life. Isn't that right? Uh, yes, sir. All right, now i got to ask you this. I'm going to put you on the spot. So I'm reading about you last night, and I understand when you came out of equipment, you were a pretty shy kid. And uh, you committed to come to Southern Miss, and then you started to have second thoughts, and you began to let people know that, nah, maybe I feel a little more comfortable at a junior college. And, uh, and of course, the people at Southern Miss didn't want to hear that, so they sent a coach to your house by the name of Pauline Love to try and talk you into not decommitting, so to speak, to the Golden Eagles. And your mother and the coach found you hiding under the bed in your bedroom. Is this true, Shante? Yes, sir. That's definitely true. <laughs> tell us, tell us how all that happened. What what happened that day? Uh, I, we had like uh, you know, Coach Vanillas. My freshman year, we were required to do um, June and July, and me and Respect were we came in together, and we were the two freshmen. Everybody else was juniors and uh, seniors, and we struggled every day in the summer. Like we were the slowest, unconditioned. Um, we were getting beat. Like we felt like we were the, the the worst players on the team. And every day we went to our room and we was just like, dude, this is hard. Like we were freshmen, so we were thinking like it's hard. 
there got to there got to be another way around it, you know. And so we both was like, uh, respect. I, I text her the day that we supposed to report it back. I'm like, dude, I'm not coming. She was like, what? You got me here, and you're not coming. I'm like, I can't do it. And so respect called me like 17 times. I didn't answer. And so by that time, we had practice, and everybody was looking for dumb. And respect told the coaches and the players like, dumb's done. Like she quit. She's going JUCO. She's probably going to Jones or EC. And as I'm sitting in my bed, uh, Coach Vanillas called me like 17 times again. And I didn't answer. Like, I wasn't answering. I didn't know what to tell them. I didn't know how to tell them. And so they uh, see, you know, I get a call from Coach P. And I answered because Coach P was the coach that came and recruited me and did all my things on my visit. So when she called, I had to answer because she was like my soft spot. So she called me and I answered. She was like, Dunk, what the heck are you doing? I'm like, Coach, I can't do it. Like, it's too hard. I'm scared. Like, I'm the baby. Like, I can't do it. And she said, no, Dunk, you're coming. I'm like, oh, I'm not, Coach V. And so got done talking. I hung up. Everybody was calling and texting me, the coaching staff. And I was over it. Like, I was just over it all. And next thing you know, my mama came in the room. She was like, Coach, Coach Love on her way. I'm like, what? She was like, she's on her way to quit me. I'm like, no, she's not. And so I gave about an hour, and it was a knock on the door. And I'm normally the one that hops up to go open the door. And I'm like, Mama, I'm not opening the door. Like, no, that, that, that might be her. So I'm going in my room, going to the bed. And so my mom opened the door, and so I hear them walking up the hallway, and I jumped under my bed thinking that they wasn't going to find me because my mama was behind the spot. And Coach P said, don't get up. It's time to go. I was like, Coach P, I'm not going. She was like, yes, you is. And she started packing all my bags that I unpacked. And she started walking into the car. And so I'm like, well, I got to go. <laughs> so it was just one of those moments where she didn't have to enforce it. She just walked in and gave me that look. I'm like, all right, Mom, I got to go. I think, Luke, that might be the best story we've ever heard on this show. That's a great story. And see, most of the people that we have on this show, Shante, wouldn't be able to fit under their bed, okay? So props to you for being able to, to do that. I know a lot of these former football players wouldn't be able to do it at all. But you talk about uh, you, you came in as a true freshman, and you started 29 games. So obviously there was some adjustment that happened in August and September. What was it that finally clicked that allowed you to make that much impact as a true freshman? Um, I think it was just uh, me getting with the coaches and like understanding what I needed to do, like to help the team win. Cause, like most of the time when you come out of high school, like you're known as that player that had to score, had to do everything. Well, when I got there as a freshman, I didn't need to. I had BD, Brittany Deacons and uh, Lashara Cotton. I had players like that. All I had to do was get them the ball at their sweet spot. And so once uh, Coach Vanillas brought me in, in in August, in September, and she told me, like, you're, you're a ball player. You know how to get people good shots and get them open shots, and that's what we need you to do. And once she told me that, I just really put that in my pants, and I was like, I got to do it to the best of my ability. And I think that's what really um, got me the starting spot. And uh, by bond with the teammates, like, I was listening to everything they told me and taking in everything um, that the coaches told me to. Shantae, uh, Coach McDell is very special to Luke and I, one of our very favorite people. And I, I'm going to guess that lady's a real special part of your life now as well. Oh, yes, sir. Tell us about playing for Joy Lee McNellis. Um, Playing for Joy Lee is it's pretty tough, especially for a point guard. Um, she demands a lot from you. Um, and basically when something goes wrong, it's your fault, which is normal. And uh, she's going to push you like, 
past your limit. And that is very different. That's very, that was very different for me. Um, she pushed me. I thought that I had reached my ceiling, and she made me realize quick that I had more to give to the team and to the program. And I think that what makes her a great coach. Um, she gets everything that you have out of you. And um, playing for her was nothing but the best. Yeah. And you said she's actually quiet at times on the airplane. Is that actually true? Yes, she does not like flying. <laughs> she is terrified of flying. So now we know. Luke. We're going to bring that up to her. Yeah, We're going to bring now, that now up we to know her. The and secret. you're a graduated, so you don't have yeah. to worry about any payback on that, Shante. No more. Oh, no. What? Okay, okay. Put her. Put her on the spot right here. What is the worst thing she made y'all do at practice, running wise? Oh, uh, the worst. Um. I, okay, one day uh, we were we were turning the ball over like a, it was like a lot like we were turning it over back to back, and she had had enough, and she was like, you know what, just just drop the ball, we're gonna run, and we were thinking, okay, we're gonna run a couple sprints, we're gonna get back out there. Well, we ran like probably like twelve, and that's a lot. Those are eleven second sprints, <laughs> so we is. were squeezing, and so. She was like, okay, everybody grab a ball. And so we were like, yes, we're finally going to get back on the floor. We started running sprints with dribbling the ball. Like, it was like a dribble sprint. <laughs> and, like, we were so pissed. Like, we were like, what is going on? Like, we thought when she said grab the ball, we about to shoot. And she was like, we're going to keep running. Since we're not um, getting better in basketball right now because we're sprinting, we're going to work on our ball handling. And I was like, what in the world is going on? Like, we were dying that day. That was probably the worst. <laughs> All right, Shantae, just a few seconds left here. What are your plans now? You, you told us you hope to play a little European ball. Yes, sir. I hope to. I'm um, going to a, a couple combines in June or July. They've been pushing the dates back. And uh, hopefully I get to go play overseas. Well, good for you. I know I speak for Luke, and I know Luke will have a comment he wants to make, but we just want to thank you for everything you've done at Southern Miss. It's been delightful, really delightful watching you play. You've just been uh, – I think you, you've established yourself as one of the great all-time women players at Southern Miss, and uh, we congratulate you for that. Luke, any last thoughts for this young lady? Just, Shantae, on behalf of everybody uh, that's a, in Golden Eagle Nation and Southern Miss fan, thank you for your contributions, and you epitomize uh, what it means to be a Southern Miss Golden Eagle. Thank you for everything you've done. Oh, thank you guys for uh, giving me this opportunity to talk on our radio show. All right, and don't, don't hide under the bed anymore, dear. <laughs> I won't. All right, Shantae Hales, everybody, one of the great women basketball players in Southern Miss history. We wish that kid nothing but the best as she moves forward in her life. All right, Kelly Sanders next. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. 
greatly appreciate Shante Hales, the point guard for the Lady Eagle basketball team the last four seasons and uh, was really captain of that ship. Appreciate her joining us in the uh, third segment. Excellent interview. Uh, fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Toyota of Hattiesburg. You can go visit them online, toyotahattiesburg.com. Pre-owned, certified, and brand new Toyotas. So uh, get you a new vehicle and check out Toyota Hattiesburg on Highway 98 or online toyotahattiesburg.com. Luke and Bob joined now by Kelly Sander. And Kelly, I want to uh, bring a few NFL things up to you here in just a second. But I just want to remind our listeners, uh, Governor Reeves is expected to, he's going to make a major announcement regarding Mississippi efforts to combat COVID-19. That will happen at 3.30. The governor tweeting out uh, just about an hour ago, whatever he the, the announcement will quote require all of us to adapt in order to save lives close quote uh, we're told to check our local news or follow on the facebook page it'll be a live stream there uh, kelly looks like that the governor will probably issue some sort of statewide stay at home a shelter in place order i think based on what everybody has heard and and that comment that he put out on social media i would think that would stand to reason i hope that's not the case but I think it probably is. Uh, you know, I've been following all the press conferences with the president and and the two doctors, you know, that have been looking at all the data and so on. And Mississippi doesn't appear to be a real hot spot. So, but I can only hope that this drastic a decision would come after looking at at uh, and data. And and I sure hope it's just gonna, whatever. You know, if if that that is the announcement he's going to make. I uh, man, I hope it'll just be temporary, and I'm talking two or three weeks. Um, I, I just I hope that's the case. I'll just leave it at that. Um, switching to NFL because we want to talk some sports. Uh, Jadavian Clowney looks like he is dropping his asking price close to twenty uh, to to seventeen to eighteen million dollars. You know, Clowney's a good player, and but. Let's be honest. Is his whole entire, um, we should say, legacy, is it all based upon that one bowl hit when he lit up the uh, the running back from Michigan and knocked the, the, the helmet off? I mean, is that why this guy, people still are willing to pay that much for him? Well, they're obviously not because uh, they didn't, you know, they didn't pay him what he, what he thought he was worth. Uh, and and what a what a great American though you know that a guy would drop his asking price from twenty two million to seventeen. <laughs> what a million. sacrifice! Yeah, he's he's really helping the country out. You know, um, he ought, he ought to get a medal of of some kind. Um, so I, you know, I mean, you, it doesn't hurt to ask, I guess, for whatever amount of money you want. But you know, Bob was talking yesterday. You can about, always come down. Yeah. Well, you have to, and I mean. When you talk about Andy Dalton, not necessarily, you know, Bob thought that Andy Dalton was certainly pretty good. Well, the fact that no other teams have traded for him or really want him would kind of lead you, you know, the marketplace is... Redskins would take him. Would what it, Well, the Redskins may, may be taken to him now, which means they've, yeah. that, they, that they've uh, maybe made a decision that, that Haskins is not their guy. And I know, Bob, you've never really been high on... Haskins, the Ohio State quarterback, but um, hey, one other. I want to get one thing out, Luke, here in the remaining seconds. The MHSAA has also posted just recently, uh, in the last hour or so, that they will be having further updates on the COVID situation later on uh, this week. So we talked about it yesterday, and maybe even touched upon it the day before. 
um, that they still officially have just got things on hold, you know, through April 17th and or April 30th now. But but I I would think that their their next communique would be that the sports for 2020, you know, are the spring sports are, are a complete wash. And you know, with the, the finance the financial thing of this with with the NCAA by not having a basketball tournament. You know, the money's being cut to all the schools that are going to participate in that financial piece of the pie. Is this going to cause now football scheduling problems in the, for the next two or three years in that you would try to schedule a cream puff, you know, to fatten your win-loss record? But if you're not going to have the money coming in from the NCAA because of this tournament, schools like Southern Miss and other teams in Conference USA would really, that's going to be a real smack financially in the face of these schools which leads me to believe that it would be reasonable that they would have to maybe restructure these cream puff games and maybe have to go get another money game somewhere. Does that make sense to you guys? It does to me. And safe to say, Kelly, the longer this goes on, the more repercussions we're going to see down the line when things get back to normal. Because there are all these power schools, you know, the Alabamas and so on, they, they they can go without financially. They can just cut down their offensive analysts from five to three. You know, uh, let let alone assistant coaches. But schools like Southern Miss, instead of playing a one double A team or whatever on the football schedule, they they very well may be forced to have to go get beat up somewhere again, just to make up for the financial shortfall. I I hate it, man. I just just hate it. There you go. All right, Kelly, is Louie doing well today? Did Louie get that uh, Wonder Bread package that he was so concerned of yesterday? Well, lucky, luckily for the bread wrapper, it has blown out of the yard. So All right. I, I would hesitate to think <laughs> what would happen if Louie would be turned loose on it. So Louie's a little more at ease today. Is that what we're hearing? What, yes, what breed yes. is he, by the way? He is a mix. He is a Jack Russell uh, Corgi mix. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds like a handful. He is. He is. Guys, always good to talk to you. All right, same. We'll have you tomorrow, Kelly. Kelly Sander back tomorrow at 1 o'clock, as will Luke and I will be as well. We hope you'll join us. Until then, be safe and Southern Miss. To the the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.